Hello and welcome to This Week at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Eric. And this week we will be racing to get to our point because it is Gran Turismo week. That's right. The movie that was supposed to come out earlier in August and then they decided to slow play with a few preview screenings in the hope that they would generate a massive opening weekend box office is finally officially released. It did finish number one, uh, $100,000 ahead of Barbie. Uh, at 17.3 million probably not the opening they were hoping for but i have to tell you i thought this movie kicked a lot of butt around the track uh i didn't have incredibly high expectations as someone who has never played gran turismo the playstation game upon which this draws its name and its inspiration which is also the true story of jan modenborough who was a great Gran Turismo player that got a chance to go to an academy and got picked out to uh, drive for Team Nissan, or if you're Orlando Bloom, it's Nissan, um, because I almost did not realize it was the car company until they showed us the logo based on the way he was pronouncing everything. But, you know, these things happen. Uh, and even though we can't see Chief Hopper battling people in the upside down, we get to see him here helping mold a young racer. Um, and that really worked for me. But Eric, did it really work for you? Yeah, it was an absolute blast. I feel like there was a really good amount of... Uh, marriage here of neil blomkamp's visuals and a very grounded story that a person a creative like that is trying to do justice to and so he exercised a lot of restraint and i feel like that helped things overall i i love the structure of this movie we're going to talk about this a little bit later but it's a little bit familiar but um i feel like you're they're sort of putting familiar beats to a real world story and it just happens to line up in a certain way. And, <clears throat> you know, there, there are certain things that I wish we spent a little more time on. And I have like, like his relationship with his family and whatnot, you know, it just kind of, there's a familiar structure of, I don't support you. I see you and I support you now. Like you kind of know how it's going to go and you're like, wait, this is a real human. This isn't a, like a Hollywood creation. This story isn't, but this script is. There's one thing that I will say. The, the product element, the fact that this is, this is a video game movie. This is <clears throat> somehow a true story. And it is the IP that plays the PlayStation logo before it comes out. That is for that video game it's a little bit of a commercial for for nissan and in the game it's it's just a little bit too much to me of of going about like this is the most realistic and amazing game ever that shows like the fidelity of the cars and the one-to-one -one is amazing and whatnot and it's all kind of there for purposes of telling the story but it kind of takes really great visual moments like the reconstruction of the car around um yan while he's driving uh and and kind of makes it feel like they're showing off a game engine um but it never took me out of enjoying it for what it was none of that ever took me out of enjoying it for what it was it was an absolute thrill ride uh the performances pretty much across the board were exactly what they needed to be never too hammy never too 
uh, melodramatic. Like it, it, it just, it just worked. Like that is a strong one thumb up for me. The only way that I would give it a two thumbs up is if there was just a little bit more, like of a balance towards what was that kid's life like and how did he feel about the challenges he was facing over like this is our product and this is our goal and let's steamroll towards the goal it was a very fast movie and if there had just been a little bit i would have been like gaga over the movie and it was great anyways i get what you're saying about the products i would say for me if if this if you didn't know this was based on a true story it would have very much felt like like the grand turismo version of transformers yeah where they're they're buying but i think him being so good at the game and the realism of the game is actually integral to how this real story comes about because it is his dream was to be a race car driver and he was a poor kid who they do a great job of capturing that racing especially that kind of european um you know road road course racing you pretty much have to have a connection or money to be able to get into it and to show that he was able to build all these skills because like you screw up one of those cars that's like a million dollar repair yeah so it's you know you don't have a lot of shots to to practice but showing that he was able to to kind of do that and the realism that they're putting into to some of these games i know we've we've uh seen stories about police using some of these first person shooters for training and military using it some for training because of how hyper real those kinds of things are which raises other questions about what that's doing to just regular people's ability yeah. uh, you know, from a sports standpoint we've had nfl players talk about playing madden and how real it is and how how much they've put into you know we tend to especially older adults probably tend to remember video games like you know i don't know if you're old enough to have played mario on the old nintendo but those 8-bit graphics i mean i went and got a nintendo emulator when they came out because there's something simple and fun about just like those 8-bit graphics and jumping around those worlds but games that they have now are radically different than that and i thought this was an interesting exploration i was blown away by by the direction and the production too because i'll be honest the camp uh, has made some interesting films but none of them uh have really resonated with me so actually when i i saw that this was about a guy who played video games that got into racing from him i and just some of the way they cut together those trailers, I was like, ah, oh, this will be all right. His I, track record is like District 9, Elysium, Chappie, and the one that I just didn't came even out really recently care that no District one wanted 9. to talk about. Oh, man, you are already off to a bad start then. <laughs> yeah, District 9, I just thought was was all right. So, I, yeah, I that when I say I haven't really resonated with any of his films, uh-huh. I haven't really resonated but when a racing film hits it hits hard and that's what i had to come back to with this there have been a few you know racing films that i've seen 
over the over the years that just really click and nail it for me and i think it's true a lot of sports movies in general a sports movie can be really bad most of them are just okay you're kind of going by the numbers but when it really hits that sweet spot hmm. it hits in such a deeply emotional way and that's how i felt watching this movie i am actually two full thumbs up i gave it one of the highest scores that I've given this year. I currently have it as my number four film of 2023. Um, and all of my top six have come out since May uh, during the summer. We have had some really spectacular and diverse films this summer. And this one was probably the most surprising to me again, because I didn't have incredibly like high expectations and i don't mean that in a negative way like i thought it was going to be bad i just thought oh you know i know what this is this will be fine mm -hmm. and there was something archie maduque who who plays yon martinborough i thought he was great he really draws you in but i thought david harbour um as kind of that yeah. mentor was incredible was i actually put him on my short list of best supporting actor, supporting actor. ones that i've enjoyed from this year I thought what he did was great and the way that he brought the character to life. And it was those two um, really, and the incredible way that they built the tension into these races and went to these courses. A couple of years ago, we had Ford versus Ferrari and the big climax of that uh, takes place at the 24 hour of Le Mans, which is, if you know anything about racing, just this really intense gold standard and the fact that kind of the crowning moment in this movie takes place at Le Mans. I was, I was all bought in. There are some tropes that felt familiar to me from racing films that I dearly love, mm -hmm. um, but it all just kind of worked for me. And I, I love the performances. Like you said, I love the creativity. I liked that, um, that technique that they use both of building a race car around him while he's playing the game. And then, later of doing the inverse when he is in the actual race deconstructing the car around him and putting him back in front of that monitor and then building him back into the car showing how he was pulling on those skills the fact that the really on martinborough was there was the stunt driver for his character um was kind of beautiful uh getting mm -hmm. to participate in this but it's it's a really feel-good story I think the fact that it's a true story plays a lot into how much of a kick it is because this is the kind of thing you couldn't make up. Like you said, it would have felt like much more of a commercial advertisement, except that it is a celebration of all the hard work. They, they really got the real guy who makes Gran Turismo, whose idea it was to make Gran Turismo, who puts all that time into getting the realism. It was a celebration of those efforts and that work. And, uh, you know, sure, Nissan got a lot of publicity out of this, but you know what? They were the ones that took a chance and gave this kid a shot and, yeah. and found a star, an actual star in the racing world. So that didn't, I, I mean, it, if it was a fake story, that probably would have come off the same way as like the fact yeah. that you're watching Apple TV Plus and everybody has an iPhone and an iPad. See, yeah, that's or the, the fact thing. you're watching TV on CBS and everybody's driving a brand new Chevy. Right, and and but that's the thing is this movie won. It, it earned everything that it does in the movie, and 
you 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 said you said it. I mean, when a when a movie that is like a racing or a boxing movie, particularly something like racing, I think succeeds. You're watching a testament to human achievement and success, and you're you get to enjoy some of that success. It's like it's like celebrating the best of of some of what we can be, and there is no more uplifting, energizing, charging thing than that. And so, yeah, for it to do it even even at all right, it's a huge win. And I think the choice to tell, the choice for a studio to go, we have this ability to make a video game property. What is the right story to tell? Maybe they even had a script that was about a race car driver who went through some of these beats. And then they were like, hey, guys, there's a real person who went through some of these beats. And just, it was perfect. Like, it was the perfect way to handle this story. Yeah, I mean, and it just, it worked. You you did raise an interesting point. It would have been interesting probably to know a little bit more about Jan's childhood and growing up. But even with the amount they put in there, that scene when he and Jaiman Hansu come together before the race. Yeah. Very dusty. Jamal Hansu and David Harbor. They I don't I don't I don't know. I know from David Harbor. David Harbor, he's been working for years now with kids supporting child actors on sets for like months at a time, you know, getting performances out of them. And so he he was made. He's been crafted as an expert for this role, and he totally earns it. Jamal Hansu was a bit more of a surprise for me that, like, yeah, you like you're right, you get a little. Like, oh no, I'm good. I'm not gonna cry. You know, that's fine. When he's it's it's yeah. Sorry, I think an apocalyptic level of rain just began out here for <laughs> reasons. I was like, what is that noise? <laughs> um well we mentioned uh this joins the pantheon of some classic racing movies, and if this one got you all hyped up. Uh, and you want to redirect that energy, we thought we would end today by bringing up a couple of our favorite racing movies from the past. And the first one, I'll let Eric go. A little bit of a different vibe. Still a true story. (laughs) (laughs) Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Why do you love it? There was a really funny. This movie was on my mind recently because uh, there was a you know an article that I assumed was clip clickbait or fake or made by like a hard drive.net or something like that, where someone interviewed Christopher Nolan and asked him, "What is your remote drop movie?" Meaning when you're watching flipping through TV channels, what what is the movie that will make you stop and keep watching and drop the remote? And he mentioned Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. And when they asked him, are you for real? He said, if you're not first, you're last. This supposedly really happened in real life. And few things have brought me more joy this year than hearing that statement. You know what's (laughs) great for Christopher Nolan? My remote drop movie is The Dark Knight, which is why I've probably seen at least pieces of it 150 times. Because there was a period when it was constantly on TNT. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, you know, Talladega Nights, it's funny. You'll you'll see, other than the having to find him, when you meet Ricky Bobby, he's on top, right? He's he's already the successful one. So unlike one of the other movies that we're going to talk about, and unlike Gran Turismo, this isn't the story of someone 
having to come up from the bottom. It's the story of someone on top who gets injured and loses himself and has to refine his way to success. And in that sense, it's your, it's an Adam McKay comedy. People aren't trying to learn or grow as characters. Like it's, it's just a hilarious movie with just enough freedom in that sort of era of improv comedy movies for like Sasha Baron Cohen and uh, John C. Riley and everybody to shine and uh, particularly, I always just call him Bill Lumberg, but as his father, that actor. Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Though I know who you're talking about now. It's, it's just totally left my mind. I'm going to look it up for you. Like the, 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 everything from the children to like the higher budget, like set pieces, that movie is just such a joy to just like, it Gary forces Gary Cole. It forces my brain to turn off. I feel like I'm never aware of what time it was when I start the movie. And I only become aware that I'm still alive when the movie's over because my brain is just done. Um, and I, yeah, it's like a thrill. It's like the opposite of why you watch a racing movie. You know, you want a racing racing movie because you want to feel drive purpose, focus and success. And Talladega Nades is just like, nah, just chill. Just <laughs> it's it's I mean, so that's bizarre. the same reason I'm gonna in a couple of hours here watch Winning Time. Yeah, another Adam K. Not only do I love the Lakers, but you can't see enough uh, chest hair on John C. Riley, you know, <laughs> <laughs> as Doctor Jerry Buss. But yeah, you know, uh, it's a fun Will Ferrell movie. I mean, fittingly, maybe we should close today with our prayer to sweet baby infant jesus just the tiny <laughs> which is the one that you see posted almost i swear that's a meme that comes up almost every sunday during football season when you get toward the end of the game if you're on fan message boards somebody posts like on there yep well uh you went for a little bit of the lighter side of racing. I will say mine's not devoid of comedy because there are some fun moments, but mine is Days of Thunder, which is actually a movie I thought of uh, incredibly, the Tom Cruise collection. I thought of while we were watching Gran Turismo because there are a lot of beats in the way the story comes together that ironically fit the kind of um, Days of Thunder motif, especially when he goes through that crash and needs his mentor to kind of push Mac on the track. And when Jan's first in the car on his first race back and he sort of encounters a tough oh, situation God, on the track and moment. he's paralyzed for a moment, I really thought of oh. days of thunder and it's people enjoy making fun of Tom Cruise or maybe dismissing Tom Cruise movies, especially in that range from the mid eighties to the end of the nineties, where they were these big blockbusters. This movie is directed by Tony Scott, who gave us the original top gun. Who's done a lot of those kind of movies. It was kind of famously the movie where Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman first got together because they play actually love interests in here. Robert Duvall plays kind of the crotchety fun, um, you know, pit, pit crew leader here. It's a little bit about NASCAR. You have some of the, you know, iconic statements. I can't watch a NASCAR game without, or NASCAR game race yeah. without thinking, you know, rubbing is racing uh, the mm. things that have come out of there, but it's, it's, it's typical like spectacle 1990, which is when it was released, but it just works for me. The, I've, I've enjoyed it for 33 years. Yep. 
It's if Gran Turismo was a Hollywood product, but instead of selling a video game and Nissan, they're selling Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, and this was, I mean, this was a big era for him, but he's so good in the part. He is. He's got he is. natural charisma. His back and forth with Robert Duvall, I mean, their kind of friendship and they're going back and forth. And I mean, there's just a whole bunch of, of, fun things that work in here you you almost have like the the injury slash death that's close to him like top gun i mean there are some formulaic beats i understand but yeah they're the well, racing honestly, action works i don't know how formulaic it was at the time i feel like that movie yeah. always feels a little fresh to me i feel like when you're watching a movie sometimes you can tell when something is repeated or familiar or sounds like disingenuous and when something feels like an original idea like like watching jaws to me never feels tired even though you've heard those lines a million times because they've always captured like the first time you were going to hear it in that context on camera like and that's something i think that makes classic movies hold up over time more than some movies that try and like update things or you know i think i just mean like there was a it's hard to disagree with the people who say there's a a period of tom cruise's career where you had the same kind of story beats frequently he was oh yeah yeah yeah. the outsider trying to break in that becomes great he has mentor figure he finds an unlikely romance from somebody who's connected to his work situation. He has either a, a colleague or a cohort who suffers a tragedy that then, I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like the, there are beats that if you were talking about what is, what are some central, if we were going to put top gun in a NASCAR movie, what are the story yeah. beats? even though use of music and some of the, some of the shots and of course, same director. I mean, that was Tony Scott too. That was kind of what, one of the things that made him famous. Tony Scott did a whole bunch of really fun, energetic films in that period too. It just, I'm not going to claim that it's incredibly deep, but I love it. Yep. And if you watched Gran Turismo, you will probably feel a lot of the the story beats. You know, if you didn't know Gran Turismo is based on a true story, you'd almost think the PlayStation ripped off Days of Thunder for a new generation. Yeah. Because they hit a lot of the story beats that are... Yeah, I I feel like the only core thing is that in Gran Turismo, if the kid was not a real human being, the character is like down on his luck coming from nowhere rags to riches mm-hmm. versus tom cruise is always sort of he has to do that he has to earn his place and, and he has to you know do that journey well, tom cruise but he's wants, always it's like, always his dad died tragically yeah and he, doing, he's, doing and he's it, a and he has to follow the shot. legacy yeah yeah and he he he's they, it, like immediately in days of thunder they're like who's this guy and then he gets on and he like beats their top racer and they're like oh like uh, you know like i that's one of the great things i appreciate about uh like movies like gran turismo or or some boxing movies like creed and whatnot is the transformation and and the the hard work to to succeed at something to show that that is possible you know well that's a wrap on uh racing week here on almost a wrap on the summer 
Indeed, which brings us to next week is Labor Day weekend. If uh, you didn't know already, now you can start making those plans. September comes on Friday for all of us. Uh, and we have looked at some incredible movies this summer, but there are still a few gems that we hadn't yet had time to talk about. And next week we are going to touch on a couple of our favorites uh, or gems from the summer that we have not yet touched on. So that'll be something for you to look at for when you're looking for movies. We are about to the time of year where all that stuff is dropping onto VOD and onto streaming services to make it even easier to catch up with some of those movies. And since the strike is ongoing, you can't be looking forward to seeing any new TV shows anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Content slowing is starting to slow to a crawl. They've even started bumping movies. Eric's most anticipated movie of the rest of 2023 is now his most is anticipated movie of 2024. <laughs> yeah. What a rough week. And if you didn't realize, we were talking about Dune 2, which has uh, the spice has been cast into the future. Yeah. Dune um, 2, and, Sand Boogaloo. And people were surprised that they're keeping. Uh, Aquaman 2 in this year and I was like that's because Warner Brothers doesn't think it's going to be good so they don't really the, no uh, no movies have seemingly done poorer at the box office than DC's superhero films this year so yeah. I'm sure Aquaman will continue that trend but next week we will talk about a couple of hidden gems I'm looking forward to hearing uh, some of Eric's because he is much more of a uh, scary movie aficionado these days than I am uh, whereas I, I have not met a depressing film that I haven't committed my heart to uh, in the last few <laughs> years as my wife tells me all the time why do you watch all this depressing stuff I'm like I don't know it just comes to me it finds me <laughs> So that'll be something to look forward to next week. Until then, uh, enjoy your time at the movies.